Kumenta, bonjour, buenos dias, good day, hello. Um, so today, I am going to be focusing on communication and the importance and really the great power of communication to fortify, to really deepen and nourish our life and our relationships and the potential of kind of maybe ineffective or hurtful communication really detracting from or damaging or even ending relationships and parts of our lives that might otherwise be enriching. And I wrote an ode, I called it Ode to Raised Voices, and it was inspired by a intense conversation and what some might classify as a fight, but I really like to call it more of an intense conversation because that's what it was. We weren't throwing things. We weren't yelling. There was a little bit of kind of heated energy at the beginning and we were both very frustrated, but then we both took a much calmer tone and I think did a pretty good job of actually listening to each each other speak, which can be very hard to do when you're in a tense moment. But it's a very personal, vulnerable moment, and I'm comfortable sharing this ode, but I want to respect my my hubby, my Eriks. You know, it, it <laughs> the ode really, it is rigorously honest, and so vulnerable parts of both Erik and I are revealed in this poem, which for me, clearly, this whole podcast and this whole journey is me being very vulnerable and raw. So I'm getting quite accustomed to this, but it's not easy and it's not for, it's not for everyone in this given moment, right? I think there's a time and place and I spoke with Eric about this and for now, we're going to keep that ode just for us. Like that's something that's ours and maybe our closest friends who I've shared it with Dan and Vilma and, and my mom and sister and these sorts of people, but that for me, and I said this to Eric, and actually Dan and Vilma were over last night, um, I think it's really important and I'm hopeful, like again, <laughs> we each have to do this in our own time. I do not want to make my husband feel pressured to be open and vulnerable and raw because I am in a place where I'm ready to do that. Like we each have to do it in our own time. But I'm hopeful and I really just want to... I guess maybe help in making it so that it's also extremely normal. And in fact, it would be surprising if a guy did not share his vulnerableness. Because right now, I think it's very challenging to find any resources like a podcast or on TV shows or in any medium, any social social media platform medium, to find guys being really raw and open about their feelings, to being okay saying, I almost cried or I was bawling. I was crying. (laughs) You know that... It's almost like we expect women and it's not surprising that I'm being open and raw and honest about my bipolar disorder and my darkness and my pain and my suffering, but that we expect guys like it's, oh, I better not show anyone this, right? Like you got to keep that in the dark. I don't want anyone to think I'm not strong or I'm not capable of coping or I'm not able to figure things out on my own. And so part of me felt sad. Again, I don't think Eric, I'm not saying Eric feels this way. Again, only... (laughs) Uh, you can never 
describe or assume to know what somebody else is feeling. So I do not assume to know and I'm not trying to describe his lived experience. I'm just speaking to the fact that in general, like on a global level of all, even just if I'm in my own little bubble of all the men in my life who I care about, whether that's my dad or my brother, all my uncles, my godfather, my cousins, my close friends, that by and large, it's much less common to hear them open up about the crappy stuff (laughs) about that stuff that makes you feel like shit or makes you doubt yourself or makes you afraid right like how often do you hear a guy say I am afraid of blank clearly they do with their close friends maybe maybe not always but that I just I, I hope that that starts to shift that it becomes the norm that we expect a guy to be open with his emotions um, and that we expect and admire and celebrate a guy being raw and vulnerable and exposing themselves in that way. Because, of course, naturally, most of us choose not to do this because when your heart is open, right? When you open your chest and you can all of a sudden see that heart pulsing, beating, 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 that means someone can stab you and you could literally wither away, right? You expose yourself and that means you can get really hurt. So I, I absolutely get it. Our instinct is to survive. So we have to protect ourselves, protect our inner being. And I, I, I completely understand that. But at the same time, if we're going to grow as a society, if we're going to improve the way we in my case, right, approach and understand mental illness and and specifically bipolar disorder, we have to talk about it. We have to be open about it. We have to, again, let the rays of light just one at a time start flooding in. And so for now, I'm not going to read the ode if and when Eric, you know, feels that, yes, this is something it's okay to share and that might never happen and that's fine, then I will add it to this episode. But I, I hope and plan to have it in my book. So my I'm going to, hopefully, in the coming year, a book of poetry I would like to publish. And it's mainly odes, right? All the odes to the humans and the ideas and qualities that I've been writing odes to, sprinkled with a couple of the poems that were more I am form. So that I am home, I am free, I am a echno cactus grusoni. Um... So I hope this ode to raise voices will be included in there, but that will, of course, be determined based on whether or not the person who's in that journey, who's in that poem with me, is okay with that. And so with that, the rest of this episode will be looking at, again, the power and importance of communication in nourishing and allowing our relationships to thrive. And so I'm doing some investigation, so there'll be short little kind of again, 10 to 15 minute clips about some studies that I've been looking into and just, I kind of am comparing the communication style in the States to different cultures and looking at that a little bit. And it's a really interesting, fun journey. So I welcome you to come along for just a moment of it, for all of it, come back to it, whatever you like. Very flexible, very, uh, very much your, your time, right? We choose how we spend our time and there's no pressure to listen at all. No pressure to, to listen to all of it at once. We take it as we need. Um, and again, just like permission to go slow and always giving myself permission to go slow. That 
if I want to be in the car in silence, I don't want to be listening to a podcast, even though that's quote, the best time, the only time I really have, right? Especially if you have busy lives, you have kids, you have responsibilities, no rush. Maybe it's six months from now that you get to this. All good. I think we need to just give ourselves permission to be in the silence when we need, to be taken away by poetry and words if and when we want or need that. Let's just allow ourselves to be where we should be, which is here, right here, where you are in this moment. So stay here, be here, and listen or don't listen, but allow yourself to really be here moment to moment and have a beautiful day. Hasta pronto. Ciao, ciao. So now, just take a little minute to introduce what will be the end, the last, really the last paragraph of the ode I wrote that I mentioned um, just a few minutes ago, the ode to raised voices. It's just the final paragraph, which is basically, you know, uh, um, I guess a description of the reconciliation and the understanding that this intense discussion ended in and it's sort of another declaration and expression of my deep love for my my hubby, my Eric so it's quite short, it's just a minute and a half and I shall leave you now to listen to that Profite bien Eres mi vida. My soul adores your soul. My heart is intertwined intricately and overwhelmingly with yours. You are my dearest friend and closest confidant. You are my spirit's keeper and my beautiful lover. You are the being I pray I never have to face this world without. Because you inspire me, Eric, just by being you. Because you hold me with your presence and with your body. We belong to each other, Monsieur Mon Amour, even or especially in these raw, tense, sparkly moments. You let out a sigh of relief and understanding. Your eyes travel around my face and I feel your heart enveloping mine stating with softness and certainty that you love me so, that you love me more. My eyes light up and a mischievous smile spreads contentedly across my cheeks. Ah, mais non mon chéri, yo te muso mucho mas. I love you. Oh, I love you milliard fois a billion times plus. To finish off this episode, well, first let me tell you where, where you are with me. 
So I'm here just venturing out now for a, a little walk here in northern Lapland, which is the northernmost part of Finland. I've mentioned it a few times because we have been heading in this direction and our dear friends arrived this morning and we rented a car and we're here in Palas Ulas Duntori, I think, which is basically national park. It's Palas Ulas National Park. And we're in this really quaint, quite lovely little cabin for this episode. Maybe I'll put a picture of that. And the sun, oh, because so I'm walking and right now I'm standing and facing the sun directly and it's streaming through in a really just really beautiful way, really enchanting way through what are enormous trees. I think they're, they're both spruce trees and pine trees and another tree that Miki, my friend Miki told me about, which basically the tree is not alive, it's dead, but it's still standing. Something with a K in Finnish, but it's lovely. Oh, now the sun is hiding a little bit. About half of it's showing now. A big gray puffy cloud just floated in front of it. There's really tiny snowflakes falling on my face. And it's so peaceful. I can hear a bird in the distance. I'm not sure if it's picked up here on this recording, but I'm gonna walk very quietly. You could still hear the crunch of the snow perhaps. So feeling very, very grateful and content to be here. It's uh, April 7th, and in eight days, I turn 30, and I keep saying this, I think I've even said it on this podcast, and I think it's more for myself, right, that it's like allowing the message to seep into my brain that I'm holy and, you know, sort of joyfully (laughs) embracing the mentality that... I am a delectable red French wine, only getting better with age. So I'm looking forward to April 15th, and we're really been kind of celebrating in small and big ways this whole month with our friends Miki and Guillermo, and this week with Dan and Vilma, I'm planning on baking a pie, a nice berry pie, and he's going to make me a lemon meringue pie for my birthday. That was my request. I'm kind of craving something lemony. And, um, okay, that was a little ramble. (laughs) What I wanted to say is I'll finish this episode with two quotes um, from Rumi. I think I'm saying his name right, R-U-M-I. And he's a really brilliant, brilliant Persian poet who I I really love. um, And I'm continuing to read much of his work and savor and enjoy his words, his wise and his beautiful words. So I'll leave you with two quotes by Rumi that I feel kind of flowed nicely with this episode about communication. And I just wanted to finish on a note of love. So I think we're all human. (laughs) We're all going to have moments when we communicate in perhaps a less than ideal way, in a way that's not quite as kind as it could have been, or not quite as clear or direct, or whatever the case is. But that in general, I would contend that when we communicate, when we speak from a place of love, with an abundance of love, even if it doesn't come out quite right, 
our intentions are felt. And so I wanted to end with these two quotes on love, which I think are an integral part of not only effective, but kind of humane communication. And it's something that I'm very sort of proud and also grateful for about myself and Echik. I think it's one of my strengths and gifts is my ability ability to kind of articulate what I'm feeling or my thoughts on something without, generally I'm human, sometimes this happens, but generally without making anyone feel less worthy or less intel you know, less intelligent or like they're wrong and I'm right and I'm victorious and you have lost this battle. That Yes, and thankfully, Eric and I, neither of us are yellers. I think we, of course, can get frustrated with the world, with one another. But yelling is not our style. We tend to get more silent, which sometimes can perhaps not be so healthy. But in general, we do end up saying what we need to say. Just, it might take a little more time than it does for some couples. But no matter what, I always feel and know that even things that he says that I don't understand or don't agree with comes from a place of honesty and love. And I hope that he feels that too, that so we don't, we don't need to agree on anything in life. There was a quote I just read recently. We don't need to agree on anything, but we need to be kind to one another. Be kind to one another. I keep saying this because I think it's so important. And as a reminder for myself, be kind, and in being kind to yourself, to your neighbor, you're demonstrating your love. That, I think, is one of the most potent and just quite beautiful demonstrations of love, is being kind, being kind with your words, being kind with your actions. And so I think this all weaves together, this kind of communicating in a healthy and honest way, love and kindness just all swirl and weave together to really, for me, enrich and uplift our relationships and our lives. So now for Rumi's wisdom. So his first quote is that I will share is, love is the bridge between you and everything. Love is the bridge between you and everything. And for me, I, I quite like, in my mind when I hear that, I quite literally visualize a bridge. And it's... Uh, it's uh, rising quite gracefully over a rushing, fast, freezing river. And for some reason, it's a wooden bridge, but along the bridge, linking hands are all the humans I really adore. So it's this really quite, for me, quite a comforting and just lovely image, right? This bridge and then all the humans, Eric, um, my mama and papa bear, my abuelita, my Subidu and my Carl, my Nina and Nino, my, you know, my closest friends who are scattered around the globe, my beautiful aunties and uncles and cousins, mainly in California, but some in other parts of the States and my beautiful family in France and Switzerland and so this ends up being, it's quite a wide river, <laughs> this bridge spans with lots of these uh, gorgeous humans linking hands. 
And again, I think there's just such truth there. Love is the bridge between you and everything. And um, the final quote I'll finish with, also from Rumi, is quite simple, and it goes, Be grateful for whatever comes. Be grateful for whatever comes. For the frightening darkness and for the glorious light. For the bitter cold and for the kind of luscious rays of warmth. (laughs) For that which causes you pain and suffering and for that which empowers you and makes you just so glad and content to be alive. Be grateful. As Rumi says, be grateful for whatever comes. So as we finish, I'll invite you, literally just takes 20 seconds to a minute, to just pause. Take a long inhale and a slow exhale. And allow one human or one quality about yourself or one thing in your life that you are grateful for to rise in your heart. Whatever comes, could be anything, small or grand, human or not, and visualize that and feel into that and just allow gratitude to wash over each part of your being for whatever it is that rose in your heart. And perhaps carry that feeling, that really powerful feeling of gratitude into the rest of your day or the rest of your evening. Be grateful for whatever comes. And be grateful for yourself. Because you are you. You are you and that is wonderful. Wishing you a lovely day or evening. Until next time. Ciao, ciao.